Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and website, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Imprint. I'm really looking forward to sharing today's topic with you because I love all things planning. I love envisaging the year. I love thinking about the possibilities and really putting my best step forward. And I thought it might be interesting to share my own personal plan to really help me have my best year yet. So if you are thinking about this, if you have been, you know, contemplating what this year is going to look like, how are you going to do things differently? 
reflecting on what you've learned, you know, refining and looking at what you can improve in this coming year, then I think you're going to really enjoy today's episode. So what I'm going to do is share three simple ideas that I'm going to focus on in 2024. And these are really based on my learnings from the past year and really going to put in a plan of action to make it all happen. Now, while I'm thinking about planning and doing all the things, I have been going through some exercises that I've got in a goal planner resource. And if you would like to get hold of that and go through the exercises as well, which I think you'll find really helpful, you can go to nataliewalton.com forward slash waitlist because you will get this planner when you join the waitlist for the Styling Masterclass, which will be opening for enrollment in February. So I have had so many people ask me about when it's going to open again and just flagging that if that's of interest to you. And inside this uh, planner, I share how to plan your goals, how to design your days and really make your dreams a reality. Because of course, it's one thing to, you know, have these things on your heart that you really want to do, but it's another thing to make them happen. You know, what are the practical steps? So this is something that I find really invaluable and I hope that you do too. All right, so let's get into it. The number one habit and goal and practice that I'm going to implement in 2024 is relation to a keystone habit. So a keystone habit is something that has a flow on effect for everything else. And for me, and I think this is true of many people, maybe even you, sleep is so important. I know I've spoken about this before, but this year I am going to double down on my efforts to really prioritize my sleep. I did really well in the first half of the year. The second half of the year got a little bit crazy. And so it just, it got disrupted. And I really noticed a difference in terms of, I then wasn't exercising as much. I wasn't feeling as good. And it, it just, it had a big knock-on effect with so many other things. So this year I am, I've renewed my focus, renewed my commitment to really prioritizing sleep. And how I'm going to do this is that I am going to really set very clear boundaries around not being on my computer in the evenings. That had started to creep in a little bit. And when it does, it, it, like I said, it just has this knock-on effect. And so obviously it's one thing to say that you're going to respect your boundaries, but it's another thing to actually follow through on that. So I need to have a plan of how can I do that, which will kind of go into the second idea that I'm going to share with you today, which relates to planning, because the more that I can really look at what are the things that I need to be doing and how can I get those in my calendar and make sure that I get through all of those things during my working hours. So it's not spilling into the evenings. It's not spilling into the weekends or, you know, other areas of my life. So I know that for me, and again, I know that research backs this up, that when I sleep well, it means that I eat well. I am not looking for, you know, little pick-me-ups in the afternoon. I'm not having an afternoon slump. So I really will eat well. And I actually 
get into a rhythm where I prepare my food in advance. I, um, you know, will make a batch of meals on a Sunday evening that are really healthy and I'm just more prepared and more organized. I also exercise more. So I even was starting to not do as much yoga or my regular walks um, towards the end of the year. And that just, again, it just had a knock-on effect with so many other things. And I recently had my mom and my stepfather visit. And I think it's a little bit of a generational thing, but I'm always encouraging them to go for walks because I see the ramifications of what it has on your health long-term. And, you know, it's all those small little decisions we make every day that truly do compound over time. And I've seen that with family members and, you know, friends of family and, you know, so many different people of that generation above us who are having huge implications with their health because they're not just doing those very simple, basic foundational elements of living a healthy life. It is so important. And, um, and quite honestly, what ends up happening is that not only do they end up having health implications and health complications, but it gets really expensive too, because they have to buy all the medications. They have to go to countless doctor's visits. There are, you know, things that happen as a result, they get more injuries. Um, you know, it just it really just does have this knock-on effect. And so what we do today, it it's like we're planting the seed of what the type of life that we're going to live in, you know, 10, 20 years time. And I know many of you who are listening are kind of a similar age to me. And honestly, like this is, I feel like when you're in your 40s, for those of you who are, it really is, I see it so often. I see that it tends to be a bit of a, like a demarcation point where some people just start to let things slide and other people double down and go, no, I'm going to stay healthy. I'm going to eat well. I'm going to prioritize my health. And I think that if you can get through your, your forties, maybe even your fifties, I haven't been in my fifties yet, but I think that if you can maintain that focus and consistency during those decades, I feel like that's like a big challenge. And then beyond that, it's much easier because you've got the habit and the routine of it. So, and I think, you know, particularly when you've got younger children, it can be challenging because you're running around and doing all the things. And, and for many of us as well, you know, we've got parents who are aging. I know, my, I mean, my own father passed away at the beginning of 2023. I know of many friends who've had um, parents pass away. You know, this is the kind of age when you're in your 40s, your parents might be coming towards the end of their lives. And then yet you've still got very young children as well. So you're, you're having demands on your time at both ends of the spectrum. And so it's really important to, um, you know, make sure that you're putting the foundational habits in now so that it's just easy to maintain the momentum so that, you know, it really applies to eating well, exercising more, of course, like even to my mom, I said, come on, mom, you need to, she drinks tea all day. You know, I said, come on, you know, you can't just drink tea. You need to like, at least please come on. Can you drink water, have more water every day and just go for a short walk. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be high aerobic. Cause I just know that she's not going to do that, but even just for her to move her body, 
And, you know, I'm really trying to encourage her to do that because she's all there mentally and she, you know, touch wood, hasn't really had any health um, ramifications or implications so far. Um, but I just, you know, I really want her to stay as healthy and as vibrant for as long as possible. And I also know for me when it comes to sleep, it's a keystone habit because it really does help me have more clarity the next day. Problem solving becomes so much easier. Things don't seem as much of a problem. I was having a day um, a little while ago and my, my husband said to me, he said, you know, you just like get some more sleep and, you know, everything, because we said the same thing to our daughter. It's funny how we can, you know, dish out advice sometimes to our children and we don't always apply it to ourselves. But one of our daughters, when she is tired, everything we say, like she goes wobbly because everything becomes a problem. And I think we become more attuned to all the things that irritate us or bug us or annoy us. And that's what happens when you don't get enough sleep or when, you know, you're exhausted or you haven't had that breathing space in your day. And so it just helps have more clarity. You know, you're less likely to feel overwhelmed and stressed out and, um, and you can solve problems quicker. So there are so many benefits as well, of course, just having more energy in general to, to face things head on. So for me, it really is that I'm going to prioritize sleep for this coming year and putting in systems to really create that foundation that there won't be that creep into the evenings or the odd weekend where I've kind of, I've been working as well. So that is definitely a huge one for me and it has a huge return on investment even though it's not necessarily, you know, it's something that we all have to deal with. We all have to manage. It's not like a, a subscription that we have to buy or a course or a program or whatever. This is something that's really completely within our control and we can take steps to optimize it as much as possible. And of course, I mean, I've mentioned, you know, not being on screens before bedtime. Um, but me, I find it really helpful to dim the lights when I go into bed. So it's really setting the tone. Um, you know, having a cool bedroom. So we, we do actually have an air conditioning unit in our bedroom. We hardly ever use it. It's been stinking hot this summer. So we have, um, we have used it just to cool the room down and then we'll turn it off or we'll sleep with a fan on just having a light sheet at night so that, you know, you're, you're actually, your body temperature is low because if you're overheating, then, you know, that can impact the quality of your sleep too. Um, so there's so many little things that you can do to really optimize your sleep and make sure that you're giving your brain those cues and signals that it's time to go to sleep now. It's time to wind down, writing in my journal, reading a book, you know, all of these things he help set the scene to really make sure that I get a good night's sleep. The second idea that I wanted to share with you that I'm going to be implementing in this coming year to really have my best year yet is to really plan for success. So what do I mean by this? I have mentioned before that I like to plan in quarterly cycles. And so I am just going to that next level in terms of my planning. So I've always had my annual calendar or for many years now, it's probably, well, we've been here five years. I think I might have even started it when I was still in Sydney, but uh, no, when I was, um, still on the central coast. So, I mean, it could be six, seven years that I've been doing this annual planning 
where I have a single document where I put in, you know, all the things for the year. And, but what happens is, so I've got a very clear picture of what are my big goals for the year and what are the key dates and working around those, working around school holidays. But what I, what I haven't done as well, and this is what I'm going to really focus on this year is getting even more granular. So what I mean about this is really designating time to things that are consistent in my rhythms and routines in relation to my business and also my personal life and my health life and my, um, you know, my social life and all of these other things. So I had been in a good rhythm with catching up with friends for walks and that kind of slipped by because actually both of the friends that I did that with, they both had injuries of one type or another. And so we kind of got off the habit of doing that. And then um, the walk that we normally did, it was closed for a little while. And so, you know, it's amazing how just sometimes these little things start to have a big impact and it's really hard to get back into it. So that is definitely something that I'm going to be prioritizing, you know, making sure that I'm doing these walks with friends, because I think it's such a great way to catch up with people. You're exercising. So you're kind of doing two things at once. I really enjoy doing that, having that connection with people, but also on just staying on the personal side, really going to do things like, and literally this is what I'm doing this week is I'm going to schedule in my dentist appointments. You know, I need two a year and I'm going to schedule those in right at the start of the year, because when I'm in the thick of it, It's the sort of thing that I just keep pushing away and think, oh, I'll do that next week. I'll do that in the school holidays. And I keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And there are some other health appointments that I need to schedule in because again, it just doesn't happen for me. Unfortunately, that is one of the things that I've kind of have pushed aside a lot is thinking, you know, okay, I'll do that next week. It doesn't seem as important, but I know that these things are. So I'm going to be scheduling personal things such as, you know, health appointments ahead of time and just doing it at the start of the year. So it's in there and it's done. I'm also going to schedule in um, more things in relation to my business. So what I mean by this is, you know, I know that I need to create content for Instagram. I know that I need to write the captions for Instagram. I know that I need to write a weekly newsletter. And I used to be really good at doing that in batches. And again, it started to slip at the end of last year. So I'm recommitting to that. And literally I am going to put that into my calendar and, you know, have it once a month, once a month, I'm going to write my newsletter once a month. I'm going to have a day, you know, maybe it's probably be that same day, which is going to be a Tuesday where I will focus on writing the captions and having a framework for my Instagram. I do like it to be fluid to an extent so that you know, if certain things come up, but I like to have enough in there that I know that, you know, then I'm not thinking, I don't know what to post today and sort of being more intentional about it. And there are certain tasks and activities in my business that I need to do on a regular basis. So taking photos and styling products for Imprint House, these are all things that I need to do on a regular basis. Also, simple things like I've put in the staff birthdays in our staff calendar because I always think, oh, I, you know, I really want to celebrate and acknowledge everyone. And it just then ends up slipping by because we're in the middle of a deadline or something happens. So I've intentionally put everyone's birthdays in there. I've also added um, the school holidays for the staff calendar. So everyone in my team 
is aware of when school holidays are so that nothing like I'm not having any consult scheduled during those times. I'm not having any of the one-to-one sessions with my um, students in Design and Grow. You know, nothing is, I'm not going to have any podcast interviews or doing any content for podcasts. So everything is going to be scheduled within term time during the week. So these are just some simple ways that I'm going to make sure that everything is in my calendar because anything that is a recurring task needs to be scheduled. And, you know, I, I always have to remind myself if it's not in the diary, it's not going to happen. And, you know, for you, I don't know if you've looked at doing any of this or scheduling your calendar, having an online calendar, but, you know, maybe there is a way that you can go deeper, a level deeper with this so that you're really allocating the time for the things that you need to get done. And I know I find that really helpful. And we actually are in the process of we've just created a content and courses calendar as its own individual Google calendar so that we can put all the content that's going to be coming up in there. So it's really easy for the entire team to see and know what's happening so that we're all on the same page. And it's just that very easy visual reminder of what's happening. The third idea that I wanted to share with you today in terms of a habit and a strategy that I'm going to be implementing this year, and it's one that I've done before, but um, I'm going to share how it's going to look a little bit different this year, is to pick a theme. Now, I actually read recently someone saying something about like creating a theme for your year is, you know, it's like in relation to life coach language or whatever, and kind of dismissing it. And look, I mean, maybe it's not for everyone, but you've got to work out what works for you. And I actually find it really helpful because I've got four children, life is busy. And if I don't kind of give myself a really clear framework and a plan of what's going to happen, then it just, it starts to kind of go every which way direction. And I just know that I've done that in the past and it didn't feel good. So for me, if it feels good to give a year a theme and to really have, you know, and focus on what that year and that theme is going to be, then I don't care if, you know, other people think it's, you know, a bit life coachy or, you know, they've got sort of derogatory terms for it. Like I, you know, I personally don't mind. It's, I find it really helpful and, you know, ultimately that's what matters. So don't worry if you're having any resistance to these things, if, you know, try it. And if it works for you, great. If it doesn't work for you, well, you don't have to continue on with it, but I do find for me, it works really well. It gives me that clarity. It gives me that focus. And it just then gives me the breathing space so that I know, you know, I'm I'm not going to try and do everything this year. I'm just going to focus on a few simple core ideas. And I think it actually is like it's, you know, yes, the life coaching industry uses this kind of terminology a lot. But I from my reading of, you know, other areas and you know, different things like Zen, you know, Zen habits and all different types of things, you know, it's like focus on one thing at a time. You know, it's as simple as that. And so for me, my focus for this year is going to be simplify. It really is a word that just keeps coming to me over and over again. Last year was about optimize and we did implement some strategies and systems to really optimize our business. And that helped us grow um, in many ways. But now it's like, how can we make this easier? 
How can we take what we've learned and really simplify it? We've tried different strategies. We've tried different plans and different ideas and really looking at, okay, what's working, what's not working, what's just creating more work for us and um, what's the thing that actually moves the needle in the business. So for me, one of the things that you will, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, is that I'm actually going to go back to a single episode every week. I started to do a second episode um, every week for the last, I think it was pretty much like the last quarter of last year when I was doing um, Design and Grow, the free program, and um, and also in relation to a few other things. And then I just thought I will finish the year out that way, but I've made the decision that I'm going to go back to a single episode. And even more than that, I'm going to simplify it even more. Um, for any of you who are thinking about starting a podcast or, you know, are curious about it, you can do things like add sound bites at the end of at the start of each episode. I've decided that I'm not going to do that anymore for the time being. There will come a point where we will I hope bring on and, you know, we just have to see how the business grows, but bring on someone who is dedicated to the podcast. But at the moment it is myself and someone else on my team that is involved in it. And it just at the moment feels like a lot of work to do two episodes. And I would rather focus on less, but better. So really putting the time and energy into making each individual episode the best that it can be. And also, you know, I've seen other podcasts that are just weekly and they're phenomenally successful because they offer such value. So, you know, sometimes, and that's what I was um, sometimes starting to feel that, you know, in the kind of the push to create the second episode, I didn't always feel like I had as much time to plan for it. And so until I've got more bandwidth, I really actually, I'm going to just go back to one episode a week and really try and make it as valuable as possible so that, you know, it's worthwhile and um, it's, you know, definitely worth listening. And look, I mean, going to two episodes while each episode then went down a little bit, because obviously not everyone gets to listen to each second one. I mean, the podcast did experience quite a bit of growth in that quarter. We've gone over half a million downloads, which is really exciting. But, you know, it's not just about the numbers. It's about the quality of what I do and just you know, there are a few simple ways that we're looking to really simplify how we create the podcast. And even just, I'm going to be recording on Thursdays. I've designated Thursday as a recording day so that um, one of my team members who she helps produce the podcast, that is a day that she's working because then we were getting into a thing that um, I was then having to do all the back end as well, sending it to the, the podcast editor. Um, and so it just got very complicated. So, you know, sometimes in your business or your life, you can look at ways of, you know, how am I overcomplicating this? How can I make this simpler? And I think we all know within ourselves what those things are and, and just try and try and simplify. And so that is always been my goal is to be curious about, okay, I'm going to try this and, and see the impact that it has. And it was really interesting for me because at the end of last year, I ran, like I said, the free bro program Design and Grow. And I mean, that was part of the reason why I ended up, you know, working the evenings because be, me being me, um, you know, I, I really gave it everything that I had. I wanted to make it an amazing program. And honestly, I had such incredible feedback that, you know, 
had many, many people say it was life-changing, which blew me away. Like it was, it was incredible. And I, I loved creating it, but it really did push me, you know, into um, working evenings and even some weekends to get that to happen. Um, and so, yeah, just what ended up happening was that I've actually lost my train of thought, but the point being that, um, you know, we ended up adding lots of different elements to the business. And it's like, what is the thing that is going to simplify what is going to get the results? I've now remembered my train of thought. Thank you for bearing with me. So what I was going to say is that I put up, um, the, you know, this, the enrollment page, the page that's got all the details about, um, how you can sign up, what's included in the program, all of those things. And I actually did that myself. Usually I get my team to do it, but it was, we were really racing against the clock because to be honest, I wasn't even sure if there was going to be interest for taking it into a program or not. I was curious to explore the idea and I had so many people DM me wanting consults and all of those kind of things that I thought, okay, all right, there's obviously a huge demand for this. I feel like it makes sense to, to offer something. And so I really put together a sales page very quickly and, um, and because of that, there were a lot of things that I didn't include that I normally would include. So one thing that you can add to a sales page, you know, this is good to know if you've got, um, it, well, any type of business really, but you can add something called proof, which shows that somebody bought your product or they bought your service. And it gives social proof that, you know, there are people who are buying it and it gives people that encouragement like, wow, okay, lots of people are buying this. So it must be good. You know, it's that social proof element. And we often use this, um, I don't think it's an app, but whatever it's called, you know, we often use this um, tool when we have the Styling Masterclass and some of my other courses. And we add it during that period when the enrollments are open before the cart closes. And, and I honestly, I completely forgot about that. And there were so many, like we didn't have an announcement, but there were so many elements that I didn't, I didn't have a frequently asked questions section because I honestly, I just didn't have time. Um, so there were so many, um, elements that were missing from that sales page that normally, cause obviously, I mean, I've been running the styling masterclass for five years. So we have really finessed that page in terms of what we offer, what we include. Um, and, and I just, some of the things I just didn't have time and other things I just, I overlooked because I was in such a rush to get it up because like I said, I wasn't sure what the response was going to be. And so really had to kind of be on the back foot a little bit. And, and yet that has, well, yeah, it has really been the most successful launch I've ever had for any of my programs. And it's because the offer, the, the foundation of what it was was so good and so compelling. So the reason I say that is, you know, yes, all of those little add-ons can help your business or can help what you're sharing or help your offer or your program or your consults or services. It can help definitely. And it's a way that when you're at that high level, like how can I sort of shake the tree a little bit more? How can I, you know, introduce a few of these elements and I might get a few more signups, a few more enrollments, a few more sales, whatever it is for you. And that can help. But if your core offer, if what you are offering, if the foundation of what you have is really compelling and really good, then it sells itself. Like it really does. And so 
that was really, you know, a reminder to me that that was actually an incredibly simple sales page. It was an incredibly simple offer in many ways. And the whole process was very simple. And yet it really was very effective. So for me, the word for this coming year is simplify. I, you know, I just know that within myself, I need to really get some of our systems and processes even more dialed in. We've got it. We've kind of really established some quite good ones within our business because we've got quite a few remote workers. And so it has pushed us to do that in terms of using Dropbox and Google Drive and Slack and, you know, a few different channels to really have um, a simplified communication between all of us. But we are going to dial that in even more and simplify the offers that we're going to be creating. So just to kind of give you a little bit of a sneak peek, the plan for this year is that I will do two launches for the Styling Masterclass. So one will be in February and then the other um, will be later in the year. And then I will be offering Design and Grow. I'll have a small intake each quarter because to be quite honest, I had so many more people join the program than what I was expecting. And I'm actually at capacity. So I can probably only take in a few people each quarter to kind of like top up and just, um, just, you know, make sure that I'm still giving everybody the amazing experience that we've got off to a really great start right now. So they are going to be my focus. And then some of my other courses and programs will live on my website, but they will be what is called evergreen, which means that you will be able to access them at any time because I just, I just don't really have the capacity to do everything. And so again, it comes back to this word of simplifying. I want to get these two, you know, the styling masterclass is my signature program. It's what I get asked about the most and, um, design and grow has been amazing. And there's a beautiful synergy between those two programs and, so I'm going to really focus on those for this year and everything else will sit on my website and it will kind of be available, at, you know, as a go at your own pace kind of offer. Um, I'm still in the process of transferring them across. So they might not necessarily be available just right now, but um, I'll be sure to let you know when we've kind of migrated all of those things across and, and they are live. So I will just share one more idea in relation to themes. So I've also intentionally set themes for every day. So Mondays are going to be a planning and um, a planning and meetings day for me. Tuesdays are all about content creation. Wednesdays are all about design and grow. And I do um, consults with students and the coaching and creating the content for that. So that is all about design and grow. Thursdays, all about the podcast. And then Fridays is a bit of a day to pick up, you know, other elements within the business as well as doing consults. So I will be opening up for consults as well. So, but like I said, I'm just kind of going one step at a time, really getting the styling masterclass dialed in, design and grow. That's kind of just consistently going through every month and is off to an amazing start. I'm so excited about that. So, um, and I just wanted to share also one more idea with you that I, it's going to be a huge focus for me this year. I've sort of touched on it a little bit, but it relates to respecting my boundaries and the decisions that I make ahead of time. 
This is really important because, of course, we can all have goals or ideas or things that we want to do in our home, our business, our life. And if we don't really allocate time for it and really respect our boundaries in relation to it, then this is where things start to go a little bit pear-shaped. And so for me, a way that I am going to work around that is to really focus on my calendar and making sure that I've got the tasks and the activities in my calendar so that I can make sure that I get those things done so that there is no bleed into my personal life. You know, I really want to create um, more clear boundaries around the professional and the personal. So that is my plan for 2024. I hope that this has, you know, maybe inspired you, given you something to think about with your own plan, um, some ideas, and just to kind of quickly go over what I'm going to focus on. Number one is to prioritize sleep because it really is foundational for everything else in terms of eating well, exercising more, having more clarity and energy, being able to solve problems instead of like just focusing, you know, and catastrophizing all the problems. Number two is to really plan for success. And so I'm going to be doing this with my calendar. I am so excited about like just scheduling everything and it will just then give me freedom within those times that I've got to work on certain areas because I'm not then having to think, oh gosh, I've got to do my email. I'm going to do this and do that. But instead I can really focus on, you know, what is the thing that, you know, now today is about the podcast and I can just give it everything and I'm not thinking or worrying about anything else. And the third idea is to pick a theme. I find it personally very helpful to focus on one big goal at a time. And so my big goal for this year is to simplify. And I've shared a few ways that I'm going to be doing this in my business. But, you know, think about what, what it is for you. Like what is a word that's calling to you? It's funny, actually, I'll just quickly add this. Um, I did one of those, um, I'm sure you've seen them on Instagram and the, it's almost like a word search where they are a square and it's got a whole bunch of different letters inside the square and they all look jumbled up and it will say the first three words that um, you see are the words that should be your focus for this coming year. And literally I saw family, love and simple. And honestly, I couldn't because like that was what was on my heart because I thought I need to simplify some areas of my business because I, I want to pour more into my family this year. I want to, you know, give myself more love and my family more love. And, um, and yet the, the whole basis of it was simplified. So look, I mean, you know, I know that those things are a little bit of fun, but it was incredible that those were the three words that I saw. And I thought, wow, okay. It really like the universe, however it works, it really is giving me a signal and a sign. So, um, I, like I said, I hope that you found this episode helpful as always love to hear from you. Please, if you haven't yet, um, you know, left a review or a five-star rating and you've listened to this podcast for a while, would really appreciate if you would do that. If you are new to the podcast, maybe this is the first time that you've listened to it, make sure that you hit follow so that you don't miss an episode because they are going to be some really juicy good ones. Um, this year and I can't wait to share them with you as well as some really great interviews. So thank you as always for your time and I look forward to connecting again with you soon. Have a beautiful week. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. 
Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. Imprint.